Hello Cryptonauts, today is September 14, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Cryptonauts, first friendly reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for cryptocurrency chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Actually, what are we doing today? Top 10, top yield farming pools by value locked. Okay, starting off with Pickle Finance, which... Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. Pickle Finance Pool, you know, swap WETH into or, or swapping to USDT. Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out. So, this is the first time I, I've looked at it. So, okay. So that's Pickle Finance is the asset. The pool is Uniswap um, pairing WETH uh, swapped to USDT, value locked. What is that? That's 111.7 million dollars. Second, Pickle Finance Uniswap USDC swapping WETH for a value locked of 111,000. Uh, third place, Wi Fi value pool is balancer WETH. Swapping YFV for value locked of $96.8 million. Fourth, Sushi, Sushi Swap, WETH swapping Sushi with value locked $78.6 million. Fifth place, YieldFarming.Insure, Pool, YieldFarming.Insure, WNXM, Value locked, $75 million. Sixth place, Sushi. Sushi swapped WETH swapping Wi-Fi, $67.5 million locked. Seventh place, Sushi Swap WETH swapping DAI for $63.5 million. Eighth place, Sushi Swap WETH Swapping USDC value locked $59.5 million. Ninth place Y and YF value balancer link swapping YFV for value locked $55.1 million. Tenth place Sushi swap WETH swapping USDT for a value locked of $55.1 million. All right, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 uh, top yielding farming pools. I, oh, I guess pools. So, interesting. Okay, all right. Anyways, that is your top 10 daily stats. Let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, 
Cryptonauts, another reminder, we're using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt Husey. <clears throat> Space Race Episode 2 Miners Tested with Rapid Network Upgrades. Filecoin's Space Race, the international three-week contest kickstarting the Web 3.0 storage era, is heating up as miners from across six different continents were challenged to quickly handle network upgrades and test potential system outages. More than 370 miners have been competing to build space in the decentralized web ahead of Filecoin's upcoming mainnet launch. Since the start of the competition on August 24th, miners from all around the world have created more than 140 petabytes of storage. In lay terms, that's more than 157 million gigabytes, roughly 600,000 times more storage than your average laptop in a matter of weeks. IFPSF IPFS main is the current storage leader, has contributed more than 20 petabytes worth of data, close behind our six blocks with uh, 19.97 petabytes and ST Cloud on Linden with, with just shy of 18 petabytes. Whoever manages to stay on top when the competition ends will scoop up more than 136,000 filed and potential rewards, but things aren't quite that simple as, as that. Survival of the fittest. To ensure Falcon's network can withstand the stresses and strains of large-scale use, a number of scenarios have been tested, including rapid network outages, or network upgrades, outages, and the DRAND network and others. All of these activities ensure the robustness of the network and the bode well for the health of the Falcon maintenance. In episode 2 of our ongoing space race coverage, you can find our first episode here. We speak to the miners being put through their paces and learn more about how the team prioritizes resources to stay in the race. Click on the video above to watch, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if you want to check out the video, just go to decrypt.co and you can check it out. Alright, next news, written by Scott Cipollina. What Japanese's news, what Japan's new prime minister has said about Bitcoin. Yoshidi Suga is said to become Japan's new Prime Minister after he was elected to lead the Labour Democratic Party following Shinzo Abe's resignation. Japan has a mixed, mixed relationship with cryptocurrencies. The country has seen two of the biggest crypto hacks in history, Coincheck and Mt. Gox, where $534 million and $460 million were stolen respectively. Despite these damages, Japan hasn't waged war against crypto, instead it has focused on regulating it, and Suga has played a big part in doing so. During his time as Chef Cabinet Secretary in 2014, Suga described Bitcoin as a commodity rather than a currency. Suga also supported taxing cryptocurrencies before his ascension to Prime Minister. Okay, Japan's crypto trajectory. The Japanese crypto industry has already given us several indicators about where it's headed in 2020. In May, Japan made amendments to the Payment Services Act and the Financial and Exchange Act. These regulations were described as a significant change in the way the FSA would regulate cryptocurrency-related business activities and operators in Japan. Okay. Um, in addition, Japan continues to pursue Society 5.0, a digitized version of the country's economic future defined by technology development, fintech growth, and artificial intelligence. These developments show that Japan's wider trajectory is very much pro-crypto. Suga may not have embraced cryptocurrency outright, but he has described them as a commodity and in line with current legislation, thinks crypto should be taxed. Overall, this bodes well for the industry in Japan. Okay, next news, written by Scott Chaplina. 
DeFi protocol, BZX, hacked for a third time, loses $8 million. What? <sighs> BZX, a decentralized finance lending protocol, has been hacked for the third time this year, resulting in the loss of over $8 million in users' deposits. This reportedly represents 30% of the total value locked in the BZX protocol. Decentralized finance, or DeFi, continues to grow apace in the crypto industry. The attempt to create decentralized finance instruments separate from traditional centralized institution has been surging in the crypto industry, but DeFi is not without its problems. The most recent BZX hack is the latest in line of growing pains for the DeFi space. There's a lot of phenomenal innovation with DeFi, however, there are also a lot of risky untested products. Users can invest users and investors must be careful before committing funds. Charles Story, co-founder of Future DAO told Decrypt. There you go. Next news written by Adriana Hamaster. Private jets are being sold for Bitcoin to fire up sales. Ooh. Avia Trade, a private airplane sales agency, has launched a new payment platform enabling Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies as payment for its multi-million dollar aircraft, according to news site Business Insider. A Gulfstream G650ER, similar to models owned by Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, is the first aircraft available to buy with cryptocurrencies and is featured on Avea Trade's website. The six-year-old plane in the Gulfstream flagship, the largest aircraft in the American manufacturer's range, is a snip at $40 million or 3,859 BTC for those with ultra-deep pockets. Or as COVID-19, oh, as COVID-19 transforms the aviation industry, Avia Trade's moves move illustrates how private airplane sellers are turning to cryptocurrency to lure international buyers. Well, there you go. Awesome. Cool. Next news, written by Forecast News staff. Alchemy CEO DeFi $8 billion growth at risk from gas fees. Although decentralized finance is gaining traction with over $8 billion in total value locked, it is testing the limits of the Ethereum network of cap- uh, network is capable of. The fever pitch growth in demand for smart contract applications on the world's computer has driven contract contract calls and gas transaction fees through the roof. Recently, Ethereum miners have even seen record profits of over $500,000 for an hour for processing transaction fees. Although this may be good news for miners, it may not bode well for a nascent industry which could see increasing transaction fees as an obstacle for growth. Gas is a huge challenge for a lot of customers, said Nikhil Viswanathan, CEO and co-founder of Alchemy, in an interview with Decrypt Media Partner Forecast News staff. Alchemy is the blockchain development platform driving projects such as Dapper Labs, Bancor, Maker, ZeroX, and Kyber Network. Backed by a number of well-known investors such as Peter Thiel and Charles Schwab, as well as the rapper Jay-Z and actor Will Smith, Alchemy supports more than 70% of the top Ethereum applications, as well as about 50% of the assets locked up in DeFi, according to Viswanathan. One of our main focuses is solving the challenges that developers have when building these applications and gases at the very top of the list, said Viswanathan. Scaling issues. With rapid growth of DeFi congestion, the Ethereum networks, the issues of rising gas costs is a priority for a number of Ethereum developers, including co-founder Joe, Joe Lubin, who owns Con- Consensus. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. scroll on down. 
According to Viswanathan, other potential solutions include saving up gas tokens when they're cheap in order to spend when they're expensive, uh, bundling transactions, or optimizing smart contracts to decrease gas usage. It's pretty technical, but we see pretty exciting new innovative innovations there that are hopeful that are hopeful create a better experience for gas moving forward. Viswanathan said. See, okay, so I I've actually been thinking about that for. I don't know, a week or two, a couple weeks. I, I, there was another article that I read that you can now buy gas tokens. That That's crazy. If anything, I I think bad players would definitely come into play with that. They're just going to buy up a bunch of gas tokens for the cheap and then sell them for a premium. So if you want to process a transaction on the Ethereum blockchain, well, a big corporation just bought millions of gas and now you gotta pay them a premium in in order to process your transaction. That's crazy. That should that shouldn't be allowed. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Here's where blockchain technology is set to flourish. Accounting firm PwC and CVVC, a Swiss blockchain investment firm, have co-authored a report discussing the blockchain ecosystem. The report has identified eight principal assets where blockchain technology is becoming the norm. Blockchain technology is growing increasingly relevant in a wide array of fields, with even the U.S. Air Force paying for blockchain data. The report discussed how blockchain technology is also impacting the art industry. Alongside the rise of the decentralized finance, this increases reliance on blockchain underlines the need to understand who is using the technology and how. The co-authored report aims to do just that. Founder around the world, Founders around the world are attracted to t- technologies like blockchain driven by the need for the decentralization, transparency, and accountability, the report said. Blockchain and art. The art market has long been one of the most lucrative and attractive investment areas in traditional finance. However, the space is also relatively inaccessible as it is difficult to get an overview of the market without sufficient expertise. Okay, other sectors embracing blockchain. According to the report, there are, there are another seven areas that are starting to make the use of blockchain technologies. These include brokers, crypto banks and exchanges, custodians, market makers, platforms and protocols, token issuing platforms, and venture capitalists. Blockchain is changing the way we see we use technology. All that's left is to see is how the world adapts. Awesome. Next news written by Andrew Hayward. Most cloud servers attack seek to mine cryptocurrency report. Cloud infrastructure attacks are becoming more sophisticated all the time, according to a new security report. The majority of them have one major goal, mining cryptocurrency. A new report issued by uh, today by Aqua Security's cybersecurity-centric team Nautilus entitled Evolution of Attacks in the Wild on Container Infrastructure relay the results of extensive research and testing into the growing trends of attacks on cloud servers. According to the release, there is a growing, growing, organized, and increasingly sophisticated pattern of attacks on cloud native infrastructure, and while the majority of the, while the, majority of the tracked attackers sought to use cloud computing resources to mine crypto, these release adds to the method used open the door for high higher value targets that leverage security gaps in the container software supply chain and runtime environments. Okay, okay, okay. Scrolling on down, the reports suggest that sophisticated evasion techniques are being deployed, including using vanilla images that seem to be uncompromised, disabling other resources, draining malware, having time delayed downloads, 
64 payloads and using 64-bit encryption. According to the report, about 95% of the attackers were aiming at mining cryptocurrency, and the, the total number of attacks jumped from jumped up 250% year over year. That's crazy. That's crazy. Next news, written by Alexander Behrens. Another $1 billion in Tether set to leave Tron for Ethereum. Stablecoin issue Tether is preparing for yet another big transfer of its dollar-pegged USDT token. Tether, the largest stablecoin provider in crypto ecosystem, announced today that it will work with a third partner party client, presumably a yet undisclosed cryptocurrency exchange, to move $1 billion worth of Tether from the Tron blockchain to the Ethereum blockchain. It's the second time Tether performed such an action in the last 30 days. Well, that's a lot of money to be moved, huh? The loss, the loss of a second billion of Tether stablecoins from Tron comes as decentralized finance products on Ethereum recover from a recent downturn in locked value, earning back more than a billion dollars in less than a day between September 13th and September 14th, according to data from DeFi Pulse. Okay, okay. Tron may be making new ways with initial foray into DeFi ecosystem of its own, but so far it hasn't been enough to convince exchanges to keep many Tron-based tether, tethers on hand. Okay. Okay. The swap is expected to reduce the total to $3.7 billion while increasing the Ethereum-based tether supply to more than $9.8 billion. Okay. Let's see. Justin Sun, the eccentric founder of Tron, has recently targeted the Chinese market to uncover new DeFi investors, launching protocols such as JustSwap and SalmonSwap in an effort to kickstart DeFi activity on the Ethereum competitor. At least one Tron-friendly Tether customer, however, clearly hasn't seen enough progress to keep from moving substantial liquidity onto Ethereum. It's possible that the DeFi will eventually move beyond the Ethereum blockchain in a meaningful way, but tomorrow's Tether chain swap is proof that, for now, DeFi on Ethereum still reigns supreme. Next news, written by Andrew Hayward. After $250 million Bitcoin buy, MicroStrategy eyes more. Billion dollar business intelligence software firm MicroStrategy made waves last month when it announced to shareholders that it might invest up to $250 million in Bitcoin over the following 12 months, and then just days later went ahead and did it. MicroStrategy's purchase of 21. No, 21,454 BTC, $229 million as of this writing, was a signal to other public companies that Bitcoin could be used as a serious reserve asset, and now the company suggests that it may increase its Bitcoin holdings in the future. In a filing with the U.S. Security Exchange Commission on Friday, the company noted that its board of directors has updated the company's Treasury Reserve Policy. The new policy notes that aside from cash, cash equivalent, and short-term investment, Bitcoin will now serve as the company's primary reserve Asset. Awesome. Did you hear that? Bitcoin will now serve as the company's primary reserve asset. Awesome. This is... That's so amazing. Awesome. Cool, 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 cool. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Ethereum-based scale raises $5 million in public token sale. Scale, a network for creating decentralized apps on the Ethereum blockchain, announced today that it has sold over 165 million of its SKL tokens worth just over $5 million via a public sale that concluded on September 11th. Those tokens will be distributed on September 24th, at which point owners can use them to generate staking rewards on the network. But this isn't some DeFi house of cards because Scale users can't sell them yet. 
Together the, act, together, the active platform and scale requires that SKL token holders stake the token for 60 days before they become unlocked. All 3,736 people who purchase tokens in the public sale will be bootstrapped the network from the get-go. Oh, there you go. The sale took place on Active, a consensus codefire code tool for launching decentralized network. The platform uses something called Proof of Use, which seeks to build up a long-term community rather than just trading posts for people hawking the latest token. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Next news is written by Robert Stevens. One of Eastern Europe's biggest crypto services is a darknet market. A cryptocurrency-fueled black market is one of the largest crypto services in Eastern Europe, according to a year-long study by blockchain analyst firm Chainalysis. In its 2020 Geography and Cryptocurrency report, an excerpt of which was published today, Chainalysis found that darknet markets Hydra is the sixth largest crypto service by volume in the region, which comprises Russia, Ukraine, and among other countries. Darknet markets are online black markets on which one can buy and sell drugs, fake passports, and other illicit goods and services for cryptocurrency. No other region has a darknet market or other illicit services in its top 10 services, Chainalysis Research Team wrote in the report. In fact, Chainalysis found that Eastern Europe is the world's hub for darknet market activity with 21% of the world's darknet market activity winding, winding up in the region. The region sends a total of $41 billion to illegal entities or 1.4% of its total transaction volume. What makes Chainalysis findings significant is that its blockchain al analysis software is one of the few capable of working out how cryptocurrency moves around the world. Okay, alright, 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 I'm done with that. Next news. Written by Andrew Hayward. Ethereum 2.0 gets one last dress rehearsal. Ethereum 2.0 gets one last dress rehearsal before launch. Ethereum 2.0 is seemingly just around the corner with the long-awaited network upgrade, switching from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake model while implementing various other enhancements. But there will be one more brief pit stop before it can go live. Today, the Ethereum Foundation announced the impeding launch of the second parallel testnet called Spa Spadina, which will exist alongside the current active Medela testnet. Why run a second one? According to a blog post from developer Danny Ryan, the team doesn't want to disrupt developers who are currently testing on Medela, but it does want an updated version of the testnet that allows developers to test out certain specific elements. The Spadina testnet, which has a mainnet-like configuration, will only last for three days when it goes live later this month, with a particular emphasis on deposits and genesis. Those two aspects are connected. Before the new, before the new beacon chain can launch its first block, at least 16,384 validators must have staked over 524,000 ETH between them. The Spadina testnet will give everyone another chance to go through, the, through that process as well as the launch of the Genesis block. In other words, it'll be a second dress rehearsal as Ryan noted for everyone before the big launch. All right, cool, next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Binance aims sites at Ethereum with DeFi yielding yield farming play. Binance's new yield farming platform has breathed new life into its token, BNB, and it could bring DeFi principles to wider audience. 
Since the launch of Binance Launchpool last Monday, dozens of additional DeFi projects have flocked to the platform, attracting hundreds of millions of dollars of investors' money and Binance's own token. BNB rose from $19 to $30 in about a week, a 57% increase. That's, that's good coin. I should have kept my BNB. I sold it way too early. That's what happens when the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange gets into decentralized finance, the umbrella ter term that comprises non-custodial finance services such as lending, protocols, and synthetic assets. In its endeavor, Binance has taken on Ethereum, the blockchain that currently houses most of all the top DeFi projects. How Binance Launchpool take, taken on DeFi? Specifically, Binance Launchpool brings yield farming, a lucrative DeFi mecha uh, mechanic popular on Ethereum to its website. Okay. Let's see, what are they trading? Yield farming on Binance Launchpool, however, it takes place. Currently, you can earn BEL, uh, WING, and X SXP. Okay. Da 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 da. Okay. In fact, okay. Binance Launchpool has attracted DeFi projects into Binance Proprietary Blockchain. Uh, Binance Smart, uh, Smart Chain. This is likely to take advantage of the additional BNB usage. Okay, mm -hmm. we know that. Okay, anyways, next news. Hmm. Jose, written by Jose Antonio Lance. Bitcoin exchange packs for exits Venezuela, citing U.S. sanctions. What? This morning, Venezuelan user of Paxful, a North American Bitcoin exchange, received an email in which the platform thanked them for the use and said goodbye. Due to concerns regarding the regulatory landscape around Venezuela and Paxful's owners' own risk tolerance, we regret to report that Paxful will be ceasing operations in Venezuela, so that set the platform in a statement shared with Decrypt. We made our best efforts for several months, but with current risk, we had no choice but to make this incredibly difficult decision. If the situation changes, Paxful indicated it, it could start offering services again in the country. Um, let's see, what is going on? OFAC sanctions against Venezuela prevented uh, Americans from doing business with the Venezuelan government or government-owned business as well as a litany of other things. They, they also add paperwork for financial institutions in the country. The regulatory costs may not have been worth it to, to Paxful, which doesn't do that much business in the country. According to data from useful tulips, while local bitcoins moved more than $4.5 million last week in Venezuela, the North American exchange reported business of less than $25,000. Right, there you go. That's kind of sad. You would expect, well, sanctions are sanctions, right? I mean, politics. That's the reason why we're getting into Bitcoin. All right, don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget why Bitcoin exists. Next news, written by Jeff Benson. Brock Pierce served with lawsuit at own campaign event. What? <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden are currently aren't the only two candidates running to be president further down on some state ballots past the likes of libertarian Joe Jorgensen and musician Kanye West is Tether co-founder and Mighty Duck Brock Pierce. Running for president has left Pierce open 
not only to critiques of his campaign platform but also to attacks on his role in the creation of a blockchain platform EOS. While shaking hands at a campaign rally marking the opening of his New York City headquarters, Pierce was served a court summons by a masked bystander. What? Oh man, there's a video here. I want to check this out. Let me see. Let me see. I want to see this. Okay. There's there's Pierce. Uh, let me see. This guy has a paperwork in his hands, waiting just to shake Pierce's hand because everyone's shaking his hand. He's waiting patiently. He sees him. He has him a stack of papers, just smooth, just in the middle of everyone shaking his hand. He just slipped on the, the stack of papers. He just grabbed it with a big smile. Pierce grabbed it with a big smile and continued shaking everyone's hand. The guy that originally handed the paperwork. Which could have been covered in anthrax. You never know. Don't just be grabbing people's stuff. First of all, I would, I would hate to be a celebrity being around all those people. Don't touch me. Leave me alone. Well, that's too many people. Too many people. I don't need a red carpet. Thank you. Let's see. The team alleges that Block.1, the brains behind the EOS blockchain, did not register the EOS token sale, which raised roughly $4 billion in Ether. With the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, moreover, the complaint alleges that the defendants kept investors in the dark about its operations and even about being investigated by the SEC, which ultimately settled a complaint with Block.1 for $24 million. Okay. The next step, we will be filing an amended complaint soon, he said. Before making a prediction, the Block.1 will try to file a motion to dismiss. If the case survives that motion, then the class uh, certification process begins in earnest to establish who exactly lost money due to block one's misconduct and exactly how much either way the process will probably last longer than pierce's presidential campaign all right and that is it cryptonauts we are done for the day awesome i appreciate you listening i really do there's a lot a lot of folks out there listening actually let me let me jump on this real quick and just do my thanks to everybody let's see uh da 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 <laughs> what is it? What is the website? Gotta thank everybody. Here we go. Alright, now loading. Okay. Alright, let's start off with the United States. Thank you. Ireland. Thank you. Australia. Thank you. United Kingdom. Thank you. Canada. Thank you. Netherlands. Thank you. Germany. Thank you. Singapore. Thank you. Turkey, thank you. New Zealand, thank you. Chile, thank you. Indonesia, thank you. France, thank you. Italy, thank you. Philippines, thank you. Argentina, thank you. India, thank you. Portugal, thank you. Denmark, thank you. United Arab <laughs> United Arab Emirates, thank you. South Korea, thank you. Australia. Austria, thank you. Mexico, thank you. Czech Republic, thank you. Dominican Republic, thank you. Israel, thank you. Japan, thank you. Taiwan, thank you. Belgium, thank you. Romania, thank you. Switzerland, thank you. Vietnam, thank you. Seriously, that is all the countries listening to me right now today, and I really got to be thankful for Anchor.fm for making this platform so easy to use. It's something I, I really enjoy just looking, reading up, you know, blockchain, crypto news-related articles, and I like talking to other people out there. So 
my previous episode speaking with uh, Jake Debrelli. Awesome. I just I love doing that. If if you haven't jumped on my Discord to just hang out and chat, just just hang out and chat. Seriously, like I'm not trying to hassle you or anybody. We're, it's it's an open-minded conversation because blockchain right now is still in the infancy and, and we don't know what the future is going to bring with blockchain. It, it's probably going to evolve multiple times over in the next 10 years. It's going to be totally something different in the next 10 years. So that's, I highly recommend just coming by Discord, chit chat, that's awesome. Um, if you haven't checked out the interview with Jake Jabrelli, I highly recommend it. So with that said, Cryptonauts, um, this is where we wrap it up. I have a few referral links to convert your fiat to crypto. Also another crypt, uh, another referral link to earn uh, compounded interest on your crypto. Check it out. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.